The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss how the mobility landscape impacts marketers. Joining us is Matt Tubergen, who is the Executive Vice President of Digital Turbine Media. Digital Turbine Media is an on-device media platform that makes it easier than ever for people to discover new apps and content. And for operators and OEMs, their service helps them boost revenue. And for advertisers, it helps them reach users at scale. Yesterday, Matt and I talked about how you can master mobile app discoverability, and today we're going to talk about how mobile app developers are gearing up for 5G. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Matt Tubergen, Executive Vice President at Digital Turbine Media. Matt, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me back. Excited to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked a lot about mobile app marketing and distribution, and mostly we focused the conversation on the fixed placements, the distribution of applications before somebody actually gets the phone. And my takeaway from that is services like yours, Digital Turbine, are great for mass coverage. You can get your app in front of everybody, and if you have a business model that has high enough engagement and high enough LTV, it might make sense to be a little less targeted because you get the coverage if you're just starting out, then probably want to think about other mobile app distribution services to try to figure out what your LTV, what your CAC looks like. That said, there's another trend that's happening in mobility, right? We talked about the carriers. We talked about mobile app distribution, a little bit about some of the other distribution methodologies. There's also the notion of connectivity and how mobility allows us to drive more engagement in different places because we always have our devices with us. I keep hearing 5G, 5G, 5G all over the place. The government's talking about it, and I don't even really understand what it is. Let's start off. What the hell's 5G? 5G is just that. It's the next generation of wireless technology, and it's a standard that carriers and OEMs, you know, device manufacturers are basically rallied around and are now producing towers, networks, and devices that are interoperable with each other. And 5G does a lot of great things where, you know, it's kind of different from 4G and 3G platforms before. First of which is the number of connections is incredibly high. So about 2000 connections per tower is what's enabled for 4G and and 5G that actually gets to over a million connections. And then in terms of speed, it's about 10 times the speed 
of 4G. And then what's really interesting thing that'll be cool for marketers, and we'll talk about this, is just the amount of power that is used and required to run 5G connected devices is a heck of a lot lower than other connected devices before. So there's a lot of cool stuff that's happening there. Okay. So first off, the cell phone towers are going to be able to connect to more devices. And I'm assuming that's important because you're getting everything from your connected home devices. I think everybody already had a mobile phone, but if we're adding mobile phones, great. But people are carrying multiple devices with them at this point. I think on my person right now, I have a laptop, a watch, a phone. There's an Alexa. Like I could look around and find five different devices that are probably looking for some sort of a signal. I guess they're going through my Wi-Fi, but not the cellular connections. The speed is faster. You mentioned 10 to 20 times faster, and that's from 4G. I guess before we go on in terms of how this affects marketers, we went 3G, 4G, LTE, and then 5G. What, what's LTE? Why did we not have this be 6G? It's basically using the same bands and marrying them up together. So I wish I could claim that I was a network guru, but LTE, as I understand, is basically marrying up the same bands together. It's 4G+. plus. Yeah, exactly. Duplicating the signals. Okay. Yeah. And all it did was, you know, is add a little bit stronger of a, you know, connectivity as well as it did add some speed overall, but really it's not transformative. Like I remember this was in 2005, 2006, you know, when smartphones started to come on the scene in really powerful ways. And even at that point in time, people were saying, there's no way in hell everybody's going to sit around and watch a TV show or watch a movie on their phone versus sit in their living room. And I got to tell you, the screen's too small. The screen's too small. This doesn't make any sense. At that point in time, the experiences sucked. So why wouldn't anybody want to do it? Because there's buffering speeds, because the quality of the image is poor, the quality of the screens are poor. So, you know, compared to what it is today, people are watching more TV in bed than they are sitting on their couch. So they're all doing it on their phones. And so it's kind of one example of a transformational change from 3G, 4G to LTE. And I mean, we should uh, expect to see similar transformations here as we go into 5G. Can I tell you what happens at the Shapiro household? I'd love to know. My son comes in on Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, it's football day and he wants to watch his shows. He wants to watch Netflix and Octonauts and Alien TV, whatever four-year-olds watch. <laughs> so he throws a screaming fit unless we put his show on. So naturally as the good parent and the adult in the room, I totally caved that behavior and we put on television and I end up watching football on this tiny little screen and I constantly basically have it taped to my face. That's right. Who would have ever thought that that would be the case that, you know, he gets the 75 inch television in the living room <laughs> and I'm watching on a five inch iPhone. Oh man, the sacrifices we make for our kids. Life is tough. Now. <laughs> that, that said, talk to me about how 5G makes an impact for marketers. There's some really, really simple ways, kind of in our face ways that I think are going to impact marketers. Then I think there's some ways that I, we may not necessarily quite see it. Well, I'd love to talk about these with you. The one that everybody talks about is AV, AR, augmented reality. I mean, there are all these things, these applications that are basically augmenting screens and capabilities. Being able to do real-time processing of data and services like this is, is going to create environments where marketers are going to be able to take advantage of that. So have you heard of the app Reface yet? No. Is that something created by the Russian government to make you look older? That plus it, it actually superimpose you on videos that are popular today, whether it's Cardi B or whether it's insert and they've got a bunch of videos. I think the other one that the other day was Michael Jack. It's like deep fake technology, basically. hundred percent. This app is so good. You can see a scenario where if you could do this real time, if you could process this real time as I'm talking to you, we're going to have some really, really interesting things that go on. And these are going to create environments where I think marketers and advertisers 
are going to be able to take advantage of this. So whether it's content, you know, like Snapchat, some of the marketing things that they do to overlay content and assets and promotional materials, it would be completely reasonable to think that there's going to be platforms out here using these deeper experiences, whether it's AR, VR, where advertisers and marketers are going to be able to take advantage of that. We are going to be walking around with Oculus headsets on, bumping into trees and getting billboards put, put in front of us like you wouldn't believe the future is terrifying when it comes down to this stuff. So there's the idea that we're going to have more processing power so we can do more AR and VR, which enables us to potentially insert more marketing impressions in places that we wouldn't have otherwise. Are there any other places that you see 5G and the sort of enhanced connectivity capabilities creating marketing opportunities? There's a couple other ones. So the location capabilities and the granularity of location is actually going to be a hell of a lot higher resolution in 5G. So what that's going to allow folks to do is so not just know if you're at the Tubergen house or the Shapiro house, it's, hey, are you in your bathroom or are you in your bedroom or are you? And so that could potentially enable opportunities for marketers to present more valuable messaging at certain points in time to users, depending on the context and situation that they're in, even within, say, their own home or say they're at the office or whatever it may be. It's not just a gross location anymore. You know, understanding if a user is in the kitchen versus sitting on their couch in the living room would matter to a marketer. I got to ask about the privacy concern because I am a marketer and I, you know, hey, we use data to get the right message in front of the right person at the right time to drive business results. Like that's the name of the game and it's not something that we invented, but I don't want somebody specifically targeting me when I'm in the bathroom knowing that I'm, you know, indisposed, let's say. That seems a little terrifying and maybe that's something that could happen now as opposed to before, but... A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. How do people draw the line here? And do you have some privacy concerns there? So as a privacy guy myself, I certainly have concerns. I think what both Apple and Google are doing a really good job of is expressly securing permissions 
from users for certain types of activity, you know, whether it be course location, find location. So I think the operating systems themselves are doing, I'll say, a much better job than they have in the past. And they're spending tremendous amounts of money to make sure that users' privacy is protected where they want it to be. Now, with that being said, as a user, there might be scenarios where you're willing to expose that fine location, or there might be good reasons to be able to expose that. And that could also then present opportunities for marketers. I look forward to the day where we decide which apps we can bring with us into the bathroom. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It'll be interesting, man. I think it's a big question for society too. I mean, there's a brave new world when smartphones came on the scene and look how much world's changed since then. And we should all be vigilant as 5G comes to market and understanding kind of the limitations and uh, liabilities that it could pose. So it sounds like you had something else that you wanted to talk about and sort of have a, an open discussion or a debate as it relates to 5G. What, what else was on your mind when it comes to this technology? I think just like when we went from 3G to 4G and LTE, there are things that came about that we didn't necessarily plan for. But I think we've got a little bit of a line of sight here with 5G for some of the things that even you know, Google and some of the other companies are doing to help prepare for kind of the wave of usage. And there's some things I think marketers should be looking at. One in particular is really how applications and app developers are getting their applications on phones and how they're using it. And so there's a couple of terms out there being used and some technology right now Google's developed with app bundles where you've got essentially certain content that gets installed over a period of time with the use of an application. And this idea of having an application downloaded on a device and then deleting that application and it's, you know, it's either on your device or off your device will soon kind of go away in the sense of transfer speeds and uh, virtualization of applications will enable kind of this inner seamless experience. Like the open web. Exactly. If I call up the doctor's office, they say, oh, hey, download this application, register here and do this, that, and the other. You know, it's a very binary activity, right? To download a doctor's app, register for a doctor's application. I have a very unique, specific functionality inside that application I'm looking to use. Well, you know, in the future of 5G, with kind of progressive content and these bundles, there's a scenario where we can quickly light up an app experience and pull down an app experience with for a user, depending on what they're looking to do. So I see a lot of opportunities for marketers and app developers actually to take advantage of kind of this, uh, that what either what we'll call as kind of progressive experiences, plus bundling and unbundling of content that could be significant opportunities for app developers and brands. Yeah, I imagine that for the OEMs, that'll have a big impact because the amount of storage that you need on your phone will be impacted, right? That's kind of the big suck on your phone is it has to maintain all the software all at once. And a lot of it is what you're not using. And they can be passively making calls on your phone. And when you're not using an app and you don't want it actually to be using up your resources, it still can kind of live on the phone. I think of it very much as we're going more towards apps being like websites where when I want it, I go there and I use it as opposed to I need to have it as a downloaded file or asset on my phone. It's more like a cloud storage methodology than it is a hard file being saved on your device. I think you nailed it. That's just it. I mean, it's just when you go to an app for one specific functionality, you have to search for that app and you have to integrate with that app. I think that concept will soon be gone. I will bring up another thing too. I think a lot of marketers, I don't think, see the impacts of file size as it pertains to their funnel as they think about advertising. So an example, advertising, say, a 5 gigabyte game to download. Right now, if you were to spend a lot of money, your conversion rate is actually really, really tough. And it's quite a bit lower than, say, an application that may be 50 megabytes in the sense that 
a user has to go and download, has to hop on Wi-Fi, has to get a you know high-level connectivity. Even today in the world of LTE, getting an immediate download is a hard thing to do for a large file. In the world of 5G, file size may not matter at all. We've actually dealt with many partners where they went from, say, a gigabyte file to a 50 megabyte file and their conversion rates, the click to install rate that they're seeing across their advertising spends will get 5, 10x just because the level of friction to get that application on a device is so high. Just do even present day today, 4G, it's challenging for them. So friction matters a lot for marketers. And I think this whole aspect of 5G and frictionless experiences is going to matter a lot. It's becoming an increasingly impatient world. A hundred percent. And it's funny how it's like, yeah, that actual 30 seconds that it takes to, you know, maybe it's two minutes to download an app is the difference between your ROI being positive and negative because people just don't want to wait 90 extra seconds for your app to be installed. They've already moved on. You know, I think that the takeaway here for me is that 5G is going to make the access to data faster. And we'll get a little bit more granularity in terms of location, which for me raises some privacy concerns for us as marketers, potentially raises some opportunities as well. It is an evolution that we're going to continue to see as you know we keep seeing faster speeds, more connectivity in different places. We're going to have interesting new technologies that are going to rise, which is going to create new marketing opportunities as well. That said, Matt, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you telling us all about mobile app distribution, about what to expect with 5G. The future is near. It is almost here. I appreciate you telling us a little bit about it. Sounds good. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Matt Tubergen, Executive Vice President at Digital Turbine Media for joining us. If you would like to get in touch with Matt, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Digital Turbine, D-I-G-I-T-A-L-T-U-R-B-I-N-E, or you can visit his company's website, which is digitalturbine.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.